Welcome to the Sowing Hope Podcast. This is a show all about implanting hope in our hearts. I'm Bill Snyder, joined by my friend Ann DeSantis. We're glad you're here for our uplifting conversation about faith and how it sustains our hearts through all the seasons of life. Thanks for walking with us. All right, in three, two, and one. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this episode of Sewing Hope. I am Bill Snyder. It's great to be with you. Thank you so much for joining us and being a part of our ministry here at Patchwork Heart Ministry. Always want to give a big shout out to our good friends at Fiat Ministry Network for always sharing and uh, streaming our show on their network. Really do appreciate it. Uh, of course, you can always find us at home, though, at patchworkheart.org and patchworkheartradio.org. Um, visit our websites. You'll find, uh, you know, wonderful podcasts and media there uh, and all of our different media offerings. So uh, we are on this show, though, we're on episode two of our parenting series for the Sewing Hope podcast. And as always, I'm joined by my good friend and co-host, Ann DeSantis. And how are you today? I'm doing great, Bill. Thank you. I'm excited about this series. And we're only on episode two. It's a 10-part series. Yeah. So stay tuned because what we're going to do is we're going to work through the whole lifetime of being a parent. Now, of course, Bill and I don't have expertise in every single area of of parenting, but we're going to discuss what we know and also use some, you know, bring out some resources too for all of you that might help in your parenting. Yeah, absolutely. And, um, you know, I, I, for full disclosure, you're right. Like, I mean, my son is going to be 10 months old. So uh, on, on Saturday. So, you know, I am a very new parent folks, (laughs) (laughs) but you're in the right place to talk about this one, Bill. You really are because now the first, the first episode we talked about pregnancy and infancy, really infancy beginning, like we'll say those very early months of when your baby is born on this episode, we're going to talk about, we're going to continue infancy, but we're also going to talk about toddlerhood. And in my definition, that would be anywhere from maybe six months old uh, up until maybe about three, four years old at the the latest. And then next episode, we'll talk about preschoolers. Yeah. So, so for this one, we'll be talking about those areas of babyhood and toddlerhood. So um, without further ado, though, Bill, maybe you can start off by sharing a little bit about Elvin and maybe some things that you do with him because little Elvin is now nine months old. I believe he'll be 10 months coming up really soon. Right. Yeah. He'll be 10 months on Saturday. So, uh, you know, he's, he's definitely um, very mobile, right? Like, I mean, that's one of the big things that ha- begins to happen at this age you know uh he is very very mobile he's crawling around he's standing you know holding himself up on the couch and on different objects wanting to pull up wanting to see uh he's he's very uh curious and engaged in the world um you know he uh he he loves to play with our cat or at least smile at the cat the cat fortunately doesn't love to play with him uh, but, but, but he loves when the cat makes an appearance. So, uh, it, it's those, it's that age of, you know, real curiosity, uh, you know, finally being able to move and, and, and get things, um, and grab things and, and, you know, explore, 
you know, you go from that, you know, early infancy where you just are laying on your back the whole time or being held by somebody to finally realizing, oh, I can move around, you know, I can crawl around now, um, you know, and of course, we'll start walking here uh, probably pretty soon. Uh, you start getting those teeth. I mean, there's just so many different uh, rapid changes and it's, and it's beautiful. Um, it's exhausting for a parent. Um, <laughs> you know, right, I, right now he's taking a nap folks, but about 10 minutes ago, I was chasing him around, uh, giving a bottle to him, uh, making sure that he was getting ready to go down for a nap. But yeah, that's the way this is. Uh, you know, it's exhausting. There's a, there's a, uh, definitely a physical demand, uh, and also a, a mental, uh, demand on you because you are, you know, constantly, having to you know pay attention where is he what is he doing um you know and 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 watching him i mean it's not just you know you can't just go about your day and um oh think oh he's gonna be fine he can go play by himself no that's not that's not how this (laughs) age works folks Um, but it's beautiful yeah it really is and it's been really beautiful for me to watch even though you know bill and i are in different states as as you are listeners most of you already know that who listen to this podcast that i'm in the philadelphia area bill's out in wisconsin but virtually i've been able to see online and on social media pictures of elvin and even a video here or there and he is just the cutie and watching bill go from as he said the the father of a, a an in a early infancy right and, and how Elvin take long naps and wasn't mobile, but now how he's grown into that crawling around and pulling up. And it's just an exciting time as a parent it really is. And for you who are listening to this podcast, and maybe you are also the parent of a baby right now, an infant or a baby, or you have been in the past, or maybe you're a grandparent, or maybe it's your niece or your nephew that you're excited about. And and, and that age. And, you know, this podcast is all about faith. It's all about ways that we can help for our children or y- the young people in our lives to grow in a Catholic faith. Now, Bill for, talked about on the first part of this podcast about the importance of baptism. I didn't know, if, Bill, you wanted to just say anything else about the good words of advice that you had for our listeners about the importance of baptizing their babies. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, if, if by this stage you have yet to baptize your baby, certainly go and baptize uh, them. Right. Uh, they can use the grace. Let me tell you, uh, I'm glad my son is baptized. They can use the grace of their baptism at this age, folks. Um, so if it's been, you know, six months, you've waited six months, nine months, 10 months uh, to have your baby baptized. Now is the time, you know, uh, again, it's real easy. You can call over to your local parish uh, and they will connect you uh, with the people that run the baptism classes. If you're a first time parent, uh, they, all, they always ask first time parents to go through a bapti- baptism class. Um, and that was very fun and engaging. We had to do ours on Zoom because of uh, COVID-19, but, um, you know, that was beautiful. Uh, and then you go prepare for the baptism. So I just think, um, you know, it's super important. Uh, and of course, you know, I, I know we uh, talked a little bit about, you know, praying and, and whatnot last time as well. So, you know, just just if you haven't had them baptized, get them baptized now. It's, you know, you're, you're going to be thankful for that. 
Yeah, I agree. And as busy as life can get with having to plan a baptism and sometimes even a party, I think I talked about that on the first podcast, that that was the the thing that deterred me from doing it even earlier. I baptized both of my daughters uh, around between three and four months old. But looking back, I probably wouldn't have obsessed about the party, right? And about the invitations and planning at a restaurant, whatever, because we have a somewhat bigger family, especially my husband's side of the family, a lot of people, right? Love to see everybody, love to invite everybody. But uh, doing that baptism is just an important thing to do uh, in babyhood and, you know, and to getting your child started into the Christian family, right? Because that's really what it is. I mean, the, the removal of the original sin and being baptized in the Holy Spirit and the beginning of your life of faith. And so uh, let's talk more, Bill. I don't know if you wanted to share about any ideas that you have, like say what you're doing right now, because this topic is about you know, infancy through toddlerhood. So I know that you pray with Elvin. Tell us a little bit about what you do with him. Yeah, I think it's a lot like I talked about last time, but um, it there's it gets more challenging as he becomes more mobile. You know, um, it was easy to pray with him before because you'd have him on your lap and be able to just say your prayers or say prayers with him. Um, now, you know, he wants to get down and go play for with his latest toy. Uh, and so oftentimes, you know, I kind of incorporate it. Like I just stuck him down for a nap here about 20 minutes ago. And um, I was able to uh, pray with him during his bottle. Right. So like he's winding down to have a little bit of formula bottle before he goes to uh, sleep. And as he's on my lap, I'm able to say a few Hail Marys with him and just kind of you know, reassure him and everything and, uh, you know, entrust, entrust uh, him to God and, and to the Blessed Virgin Mary. So, I mean, you're just able to do that throughout the day. Again, it's not a structured thing. I think that um, it's really important to mention that, you know, like all the different parenting books and, you know, advice you receive is about unstructured prayer, uh, unstructured playtime, right? Um, that is, that is like how they learn the best. And so if it's, you know, if, if you're, if you're thinking about sitting your toddler down every day at 8am to have this, you know, great prayer time that you're going to be doing the divine mercy chaplet and, you know, the rosary, and then you're going to be doing all these, you're not going to be able to do that. Um, as a, as a dad and a stay at home dad, um, I'm not able to do that. Right. Like I, uh, you know, find that very, very challenging at this season in my life. Um, but it doesn't, it doesn't matter though, because if you're able to incorporate the unstructured prayer time, you know, and even if I can't tell you how many times I'll just, you know, make the sign of the cross on his forehead, right? Like I'll just make the sign of the cross over Owen's forehead. Um, you know, as, the father, the head of the household, I'm able to just, you know, do that and, and uh, pray for him in that way. Um, and, and, you know, every once in a while, I use a little bit of holy water, uh, whatever. I mean, especially if he's, you know, being, uh, being a real, a real <laughs> bugger, you can use a little bit of holy water and, uh, you know, but entrust your kid to God and ask for his protection, right? 
So I just think that the more we can pray with our kids and show them that it goes throughout the day, it's not just, okay, at mass time or at this time or at that time. I mean, you know, um, it's better. It's better anyway, because we believe as Catholics that we should be praying unceasingly. Um, and so, you know, pray always, uh, sometimes use words, you know, um, but I think that it's really important with your, with your, um, children to just do it in an unstructured way. I, I really love everything that you said. And of course you're bringing me down memory lane because as a lot of our audience knows already, I'm the mom of older children. In fact, my kids are adults in their mid twenties. And, um, but, but of course, as a mom, you, you remember a lot. And I really do feel that I, I remember a lot, even at that age, but I love everything that you said about the unstructured, because, you know, playtime can go into prayer time easily back and forth. Right. And like Bill said, it's not a matter of doing that chaplet of divine mercy or the rosary in a structured way with your child, but just teaching them about God. And that's kind of an easy thing to do when you have things like board books Christian or Catholic board books where you can show pictures and that's Jesus, that's Mary, that's the Holy Spirit and, and just teaching them to be grateful too. I think that's an important thing to teach kids is to be grateful for their food, be grateful for this day, be grateful for mommy and daddy, be grateful for our, our relatives and our friends. And that's something that fosters that faith. It really does. I think when you teach that at a young age, just to be grateful for everything that comes our way in a day, because let's face it, kids live in the present moment more than we do as adults. And so for them, they can be more aware of the little things in life that sometimes we overlook, right? Just a beautiful day outside, the flowers that are growing outside, uh, the weather, the sun, you know, I remember my kids really liked shadows. You know, we would, you'd be outside and they would notice, hey mom, my shadow. <laughs> and and trying to step on their shadow and things like that. It was just such a beautiful time of growth. And I really think that the best way in any age, and we'll probably talk about this on all the parenting podcasts, but the best way to teach is for you to live it. And I don't mean that in an obsessive way, as Bill was alluding to, that sometimes we can get a little checkbox about everything that we need to do as Catholics or as Christians to pray and the, and the different prayers and formulas that we do, which are all beautiful and wonderful, but there is such a thing as adult unstructured prayer, right? And that's, <laughs> that's also a good way for us to grow is for us to be unstructured and say, you know what, in this moment, I'm just going to thank God. I'm going to notice the sunshine outside. I'm going to be thankful for my friends, something like Bill and Agnes Snyder, right? I'm going to be, I'm going to be grateful for them and for other people that I know in my life that, that are part of my life. And, and we teach our kids that too. Mm -hmm. And, and I just think that's a, a beautiful thing. So um, tell us if you could, Bill, tell us a little bit more about like what Elvin's doing and has he responded at all in any way to the times that you do try to show him those books or anything to do with the faith? Yeah. You know, I think, um, he, he definitely does respond like uh, to to the prayer. I mean, he knows um, that 
we're doing something different, you know, or, or, or winding down for nap time, um, you know, saying, saying little prayers here and there. Um, I, I like to use a lot of uh, contemporary Christian worship music as well. Um, you know, if I'm in the car uh, driving him around um, and it's just me and him, um, I'll turn on the Christian worship music in the car um, and he loves music. But um, he he also loves, I think, the fact that, you know, that music is calming, it's uh, uplifting uh, and, you know, he can, you know, respond and just by by being calm, you know, and of course, the picture books are great. I mean, we have a little book. Uh, I mean, and you've sent us so many wonderful, <laughs> beautiful <laughs> books. Then, um, you know, I, I, I read them to him and he, uh, you know, anything that rhymes, he loves, you know, he loves the rhyming books and 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 so many of them rhyme um that that we're able to uh, do like the jesus loves me book or the you know the little saints um and do they have pictures they they rhyme they're cute um but they but they teach about you know how to love and um again he's you know just starting with the with the little words right like dada mama and and, and those things so it's not like he can say, I like this, or that's awesome, or that's cool. <laughs> like he's not able to, you know, do that yet, but you can just tell by the smiles on his face. Um, there's another wonderful book for kids uh, that's not really a religious book, um, but it's called The Pout Pout Fish. And, you know, this this book um, is, is just a, probably one of those, you know, books that parents have. And I'll just say that, you know, he, he knows when there is the change in the story after this grumpy fish um, through the first, you know, several pages of the book um, realizes that uh, he has a different purpose. And that is uh, to not be the pout pout fish, but the kiss kiss fish. And uh, you can see his face when you flip the page. And he, it changes from the pow pow fish to the kiss kiss fish. Uh, you know, ha, he has this gigantic smile every time on that page. And so, you know, you can see that, um, you know, uh, and again, it's very simple. Like, you know, hey, these are core lessons. These are core teachings um, about just in general faith um, and about life, right? Like we weren't made to be these you know, dour people, we were, you know, and pouting all the time, we were meant to be, um, you know, created with joy, and, um, and live our life joyfully, um, and spread joy to others. And so that that is a, um, you know, real, real thing. Uh, and it, that's beautiful to watch him respond to uh, the other book that he loves. And um, I, I love it. Uh, it's one of my favorites. And uh, is Dr. Seuss's Did I Ever Tell You How Lucky You Are? And, uh, you know, Dr. Seuss has so many amazing lessons. We can talk about Horton Hears a Who, um, you know, as being the uh, quintessential kids uh, pro-life book. Um, but you can also, you know, look at uh, some uh, wonderful books by Dr. Seuss, one of them being Did I Ever Tell You How Lucky You Are? Because um, as and you were alluding to earlier about the gratitude, right? Like just being thankful. And that's exactly where this book is, right? Like it says, be thankful and grateful that you are 
that that you are not like uh, you know all these silly people. Uh, and there's so many wonderful lessons in there, right? Uh, that that you're you know that you don't have to work uh, so hard right now in life. That you don't have to um, you know have a boss at work that just constantly overlook you know is, is overlooking you know your shoulder and micromanaging you. I mean, there's all these different very fun little things in there that you have that you have pants on like you know what i mean like be great be grateful and so these maybe not are in the you know they might not be specifically catholic like you know publishers or books but it's about how you can teach your kids these lessons um of gratitude and of you know living joyfully um with with love and spreading that love like that's that's so important. And even at this age, they do respond like his face changes. He smiles. He, he giggles, you know, when we get to certain points um, in these books, even playing with different toys. Right. Like like playing with different toys and interacting with them, um, you know, can can teach him different lessons, uh, you know, uh, and, and sharing and all of these things that are so I mean, it's it's beyond just the. Uh, religious aspect of it it's the core development of uh, virtue in a human being you know of course we base that in our in our faith but just virtuously showing them how to live and modeling that as you said earlier too and you know modeling it yourself going outside you know pointing up to the sky doing all of these different things that you're doing it's so, so important. And if you, uh, and if you do it intentionally, I think that's the other big thing, the word intentional, right? Like if you intentionally do this now, like if you're, if you get up every morning, you say, I am going to do this. And believe me, I've, I've read these books until I have them memorized. Like I could recite the entire, did I ever, did I tell you how lucky you are right now? Um, I, I, I could do it. I'm not going to, but I could. So, I'm reading them every day and you're like, Oh man, I got to read this story one more time. Right. I got to tell this story one more time. I got to do this. Absolutely. Because you can see the growth and you can see the beauty um, that, that, and the creation that God um, is working with you in, in, in revealing in your child, you know, um, you uh, have certainly collaborated with God in bringing him into the world, but now you got to collaborate with God to um, bring him up in the faith or her in the faith. Uh, so I'm sure I rambled way too long there, but. <laughs> but oh no, it's valuable. And, and I want to say this, this is a gem of a podcast series, Bill, I think, especially for you right now. And it's something that you and your family, and maybe even a long time from now, maybe even Elvin and your, you know, other children that you may have might look back and say, these were dad's words of advice during his time when uh, Elvin was a baby. And so I just think it's beautiful. And, and thank you for sharing. And I think that might be a good book for our listeners to buy that. Did, did I ever tell you how lucky you are? Oh, yeah. Uh, so <laughs> be sure to check that one out. If you have, if you don't have it already, that you might want to buy that book and check it out on Amazon. Um, and I know, Bill, we probably do have to end pretty soon, yeah. uh, but I just wanted to address one or two little aspects of infancy and toddlerhood 
And one is something I brought up on the first podcast that was probably my biggest takeaway in teaching my kids about the Catholic faith and about Jesus per se, which was the most important lesson that I feel like I was able to teach them when they were babies and toddlers was just getting to know Jesus and who he is in, in your life. And the one thing I would say is that we associated the sky and clouds and heaven was where Jesus is. Now we know that in, as Catholics, Jesus is in the Eucharist, right? And Jesus is a dwells between us in the Holy Spirit, but teaching them too, that there was something beyond us here on earth. And I think they really carried that with them, that it was a knowledge of the fact that life doesn't last here forever, but somewhere, someplace that's not, you know, maybe not too far away, but, but far enough away that it's not here. Uh, and that's heaven. And even though we know that heaven isn't up in the clouds, but it was some visual for them to see that that's where Jesus was. And I taught them from a young age to point and they would say, where's Jesus? He's there. He's up there, you know? And so I, I think that was a cute and also a, a wonderful way to make it real for them as babies and as toddlers. Um, the other thing is I can't say enough about, as Bill said, the board books and the reading, because there's so many wonderful books for young children, especially our friends with Perpetual Light Publishing. So check that out. Just Google it and check out all the wonderful books and the authors that they have to educate. And, you know, as Bill said, it's that unstructured too. It doesn't have to be a formalized praying the rosary as a family when they're like a year old, although that can't hurt, right? For them to be there for it and listen to it and pray. But um, prayer can be at any time and in an unstructured way too. So, Bill, thank you so much for all of your words of advice. I think this was a really good podcast today. It was fun. Yeah, thank you, Ann. Uh, this is always fun. And you learn and discover new things uh, through our conversation, uh, which, you know, is amazing. So uh, thank you so much for, for doing this with me. And, uh, and yeah, hopefully, folks, you're uh, gaining some uh, wisdom and learning a little bit uh, as, as we continue journeying um, and quite I mean, at least I speak for myself quite cluelessly off into the future. <laughs> so uh, I, so I enjoy, uh, so I enjoy this. Thanks, Anne. Thank you. And everyone stay tuned because next one's on preschool age. So we'll say from the ages of three to five. So before kindergarten, we'll talk about next podcast. Awesome. Well, folks, thank you so much for joining us. And until next time from all of us here at Patchwork Art Ministry, may God bless you. Keep feeding to your Catholic heart and sowing hope in the broken hearts. Thanks for listening to this episode of Sowing Hope on Patchwork Heart Radio. For more information about this podcast and our ministries, visit our websites, patchworkheart.org and andesantis.com. You can also follow and interact with us on Twitter at PWH Ministry or andesantis2.